Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of lactose intolerance found under the gastrointestinal section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 31-year-old female presents to the clinic complaining of intermittent diarrhea for the past two months. She endorses bloating, cramping, and flatulence during these episodes, but denies any hematochesia or melena. When asked about any clear precipitating factors, she reports that it is usually following yogurt or cheese intake. Let's continue by discussing the presentation of lactose intolerance. Symptoms will typically include abdominal pain, bloating, flatulence, diarrhea, and vomiting. In terms of further studies, the diagnostic approach is primarily based on clinical presentation. Studies may include a lactose-free diet, which is both diagnostic and therapeutic. Other options include a lactose breath hydrogen test. This is the best confirmatory test. In this test, there will be a rise in the breath hydrogen following ingestion of lactose, which is considered diagnostic. One may also perform the oral lactose load. This is the best initial test. One should observe for symptoms following a lactose load. Another possible test is a small bowel biopsy, but this is rarely performed due to its invasive nature. It may help to distinguish primary and secondary lactase deficiency. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about celiac disease, with distinguishing factors being that there will be a clinical history of gluten ingestion with symptoms and a negative breath testing result. With regards to treatment, first-line options include dietary lactose restriction and enzyme replacement. Remember that there are commercially available lactase enzymes which are available to take orally with lactose-containing food. And lastly, complications related to lactose intolerance include electrolyte abnormalities. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to lactose intolerance, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A six-year-old girl is brought to the pediatrician for the first time by her mother. Her mother states that her family just emigrated from China and her daughter has seemed to have difficulty adjusting to the American diet. Specifically, she seems to have abdominal discomfort and increased flatulence whenever she eats milk or cheese. The pediatrician orders a test to diagnose the patient. Which of the following results is most likely to be observed in this patient? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Negative hydrogen breath test. Choice 2. Abnormal small bowel biopsy. Choice 3. Positive hydrogen breath test. Choice 4. Positive technetium 99 scan. Or choice 5. Abnormal abdominal ultrasound. The best answer to this question is choice 3. Positive hydrogen breath test. This patient presents with lactose intolerance. On testing, she would have a positive hydrogen breath test. Lactose intolerance is the inability to digest lactose, a common disaccharide, due to deficiency of the digestive enzyme lactase. It causes osmotic diarrhea whenever lactose is ingested and produces abdominal pain, flatulence, and diarrhea. It is commonly diagnosed by a positive hydrogen breath test. The hydrogen breath test is performed by administering a small amount of lactose and measuring hydrogen breath levels 
every 15, 30, or 60 minutes for 3 hours. If the level of hydrogen rises above 20 parts per million, the patient is diagnosed with lactose intolerance. Treatment is avoidance of dairy products or lactase replacement prior to meals containing lactose. The publication by Swaggerty et al. reviews the pathophysiology, diagnosis, and management of lactose intolerance. They state that the diagnosis can usually be made with a careful history supported by dietary manipulation with subsequent resolution of symptoms. If necessary, the diagnosis can be confirmed by using a breath hydrogen or lactose tolerance test. Treatment consists primarily of avoiding lactose-containing foods. Lactase enzyme supplements may be helpful. The publication by G et al. performed a population-based study to examine the association between lactose intolerance and the risk of lung, breast, and ovarian cancers. They found that the risk of lung, breast, and ovarian cancers were significantly decreased. They hypothesized that the protective effects against these cancers may be related to lactose avoidance. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Patients with lactose intolerance have a positive hydrogen breath test. Choice 2. Patients with lactose intolerance have a normal histology seen on small bowel biopsy. Choice 4. A positive technetium-99 scan is seen in patients with Meckel's diverticulum. And choice 5. An abnormal abdominal ultrasound would be seen in patients with intussusception, but not in lactose intolerance. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 27-year-old Japanese man presents to the emergency department with diarrhea. The patient states that whenever he goes out to eat, he experiences bloating, flatulence, abdominal cramps, and watery diarrhea. Today, his symptoms started after he went out for frozen yogurt. The patient is otherwise healthy and is not currently taking any medications. His temperature is 98.0 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.7 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 122 over 80. Pulse is 81 beats per minute. Respirations are 13 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 99% on room air. Physical exam demonstrates a non-tender abdomen and an unremarkable rectal exam with guaiac negative stools. Which of the following is the most appropriate next step in management? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Colonoscopy Choice 2. Hydrogen breath test Choice 3. Lactose-free diet Choice 4. Loperamide Or Choice 5. Stool osmotic gap The best answer to this question is choice 3, lactose-free diet. This patient is presenting with diarrhea, abdominal distension, and flatulence after going out to eat with his symptoms currently exacerbated by frozen yogurt suggesting a diagnosis of lactose intolerance. A lactose-free diet is both diagnostic and therapeutic. Lactose intolerance is more common in Asian patients. Symptoms occur after ingestion of lactose and present with abdominal pain, bloating, flatulence, and watery diarrhea without any other concerning physical exam findings. The most appropriate initial step in management that is both diagnostic and therapeutic is a lactose-free diet. If symptoms do not recur with a lactose-free diet, then the diagnosis is confirmed and the patient merely needs to avoid lactose. 
let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Colonoscopy would be an appropriate step in the workup of Crohn's disease in order to confirm the diagnosis. Crohn's disease presents with abdominal pain, weight loss, and guaiac-positive stools during an acute flare. Choices 2 and 4. Hydrogen breath test and stool osmotic gap are diagnostic tests that can support the diagnosis of lactose intolerance. However, a more simple test that also treats symptoms is to refrain from eating lactose and see if symptoms improve. This patient can be discharged immediately with these recommendations and does not have to undergo further testing if his symptoms improve with only a lactose-free diet. Choice 5. Loperamide is an anti-motility agent and anti-diarrheal agent that could be used to control this patient's symptoms, but would not aid in the diagnosis or treat the underlying cause. Finally, a bullet summary. The most appropriate initial step in management for suspected lactose intolerance is a lactose-free diet, which is both diagnostic, therapeutic, and it is cost-effective. That's all for this review about lactose intolerance. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.